Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. <laughs> I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. <laughs> Welcome back to Girls Next Level Podcast, everybody. It's been a fucking week. It has been a crazy week. We talked about this a little bit on our Patreon, but um, earlier this week, my kids got hit by a car on their way to school and they're okay now, but it was really, really scary for a while. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, today is kind of my first like normal day back after that. So I'm very grateful that things are okay, but it was really scary. And I've probably aged about 10 years in the last four days, like my literal worst fear. Yeah, it's so scary. And a random person attacked us online and we just made a whole Patreon video about it. If you haven't listened to that already, that's been up. Yeah, it's been a week. Yeah. So I'm ready to step through a portal of positivity. But I just want to say it really sucks that you have to deal with that when you're going through what you're doing with your kids and stuff. It it just like magnifies how petty and dumb it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, bye. I'm just glad to like, not that that person was ever in my life, but I'm glad I don't have to like make excuses for that person anymore. And I can just kind of X them out. Yeah. So in other news, how was your Thanksgiving? Mine was good. Mine was different than usual. Um, We celebrated it early. We celebrated it the Sunday before because Nick's mom and his aunt and some of the family wanted to go and visit like their other side of the family kind of thing. So go out of town. And so um, on actual Thanksgiving, Nick was working and I was home like alone for Thanksgiving, which is so weird for me. Like I feel like I always have like sometimes two or three places to go. And this year I was like home alone. Oh my gosh. So what did you do on actual Thanksgiving day? You know what? It was amazing. <laughs> like I told a couple of people that I was oh, going to be good. And, and they were like, oh, and they were like inviting me to things. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm looking forward to it. Like I pulled out all of my Christmas decorations. I got my tree up. It's totally mm-hmm. done. I started baking a little bit, some sugar cookies. And I was listening to Christmas music. Yum. I watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I watched the National Dog Show. <laughs> like it was just like my day. <laughs> That sounds kind of ideal. I really like that. I it was I don't regret it at all. Like I don't feel like, oh, I missed Thanksgiving or anything. I'm just like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I had Thanksgiving with um my kid's dad. He always throws like a big Thanksgiving and so he had like his whole extended family and friends like at his place in Malibu and it was really nice. But the day before, I decide I'm going to bake 
pies with the kids because they love doing that. And I love making pies and we make everything from scratch, including like the crusts and stuff like that. We made like six different types of pie. And as you guys know, like it's been a crazy week with just everything that happened with the kids and just drama. And I've just been driving back and forth between like, you know, their dad's house and the hospital and my house and no time to eat healthy. So I am frumple stilt skin on pie day, you know, the day before Thanksgiving. So I'm like in leggings and a baggy t-shirt looking like a frump. My only saving grace was my Taylor Swift cardigan. And I made a TikTok like in the middle of baking and I post it. And I thought in 2023, like as a society, we would have moved past doing this. But I get all these comments like, are you pregnant? Are you trying to tell us something? Looks like there's a bun in the oven. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are we still doing this? The funny thing is I posted it first on TikTok and I wasn't getting any kind of those comments. And my following is bigger on TikTok and more people see my stuff on TikTok than Instagram reels. But it's usually all positive on there. But then I'll repurpose that stuff for Instagram reels. And when I put it on Instagram, that's when all the pregnant watchers come out. So Mm. you guys, just in case you haven't figured it out yet, never, ever, ever. I don't care if she looks like she's nine and a half months ready to pop. Ask a woman if she's pregnant. Like, unless you're a doctor or about to serve somebody swordfish, don't do it. Like, (laughs) wait for them to bring it up first. I thought you were going to say alcohol. What a swordfish. I know. I know. You're not supposed to have swordfish either because it's high in mercury. But um, so I'm just – and I laugh about it now. But the crazy thing is my initial reaction because I'm seeing this stuff as I'm like driving to Thanksgiving dinner during the day. And on my way there, I stopped at Starbucks. And of course, like Thanksgiving for me is cheat day deluxe. Like I don't care if I've been eating shit all week before because it's been a stressful week. It's Thanksgiving. So I'm also getting a coffee and I'm getting one of those cranberry bliss bars because I love those from Starbucks. I never get them. But I shit you not, like I'm in the parking lot ready to get out of Starbucks and I'm looking at my phone and seeing all these comments. And my first reaction was, I'm not going to eat the cranberry bliss bar and I'm just eating like turkey and vegetables today. Like I need to get back on track. Like this is embarrassing. And I didn't do that. And I think it's shitty that I felt that way. But I swear, like the only reason I didn't do that is because of my kids because I don't want to ever like display those kind of like body conscious, diet conscious things in front of them. You know, I want to eat the pies we made and I want to have all the sides and stuff. I eat pretty healthy most of the time other than like holidays and cheat days and stuff. But I just want to say to everybody, like anybody who's struggling with like health issues or like eating disorders, like I feel you on Thanksgiving because it's this day where we're like all expected to sit down in front of everybody and eat. And I'm glad I ate and I'm glad I enjoyed myself. But like I was in this place that day where I was like not going to eat. You know, because of all these comments. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sucks. And I, I just, it's weird to me because I felt like, like you said, it's 2023. Like I thought most people kind of got the message right now that it's not really okay to comment on that anymore. Not that it ever was, but it really is it now. I know. You would think. And I just have to wonder, like, are all these people in the comments like being assholes on purpose? Or are people really like clueless and they think it's okay if somebody's like bloated to be like, are you pregnant? Are you trying to tell us something? And And it's like, no, I actually was not trying to 
tell anybody anything. <laughs> and even if you were, like, wait until you you say it. There's a reason you haven't said it yet. You know what I mean? Not that you are. I'm just right? saying, like, if, if you were, like, yeah. let the announcement come when you're ready to give the announcement. Don't sit there and beg for it or, like, presume or you know? Yeah, it's really weird. And then for everybody at home, like granted, maybe some of these people are part of the 0.02% of the population that always has a flat stomach and never gets bloated no matter what they eat. But like most people have a human body and they know how it works. Like does your stomach never stick out on a normal day? <laughs> like, you know? The, it, Of course it it's does. And so they just want to, they just want to say stuff like that. I, I think some of it does yeah. come from people who are genuinely like excited for you that maybe you are, but still you got to catch yeah. yourself <laughs> and be like, wait, oh, maybe it's just like, I don't want her to think she looks that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's really bad. Totally. Well, speaking of, of eating um, on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. I went and got um, Kentucky Fried Chicken just for myself. I went and, got, and I couldn't decide – Okay, so I have not been to Kentucky Fried Chicken in – so I, I take that back. I went one time with Nick, and but we just wanted to try the chicken sandwich. But to actually like go and get like uh-huh. chicken and like mashed potatoes and the biscuit and stuff, like I have not done that. Honestly, I don't even know when the last time I, I've done that was. I haven't had a Kentucky Fried Chicken in that way in so long. And so I went and I was like, okay, I'm going to get the, the chicken meal. And then I was like, oh, but the chicken strips look so good. And I was thinking, well, you know what? Fuck it. It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to get both of them and I'm going to try both yeah. of them. So I got uh-huh. like um, the chicken meal with like the mashed potatoes and a biscuit. And then I got a side of chicken strips. And that was my Thanksgiving dinner. And it was so, so, so delicious. It's so much better than I even remember it being. <laughs> oh, my God. I love everything from KFC. Speaking of KFC, have you seen in Japan, they do these Christmas buckets? No. And they have like this special Christmas dinner in the bucket. And then you get a commemorative plate on top of the bucket. And it looks so good. Yum. Well, I'm I'm telling you what, like I'm still eating the KFC because I got so much food. <laughs> so I'm still having it for lunch uh-huh. and stuff. But it was so delicious. And uh, the chicken was amazing. The mashed potatoes and gravy were good. Of course, the biscuit was good. But those chicken strips might be the best chicken strips I've ever had. You're kidding. So good. Was the KFC inspired by the episode we're talking about today? Yeah, kind of. Um, But also my parents, um, I couldn't get home to go and see them, but they also weren't really Uh doing anything for Thanksgiving. They were, I mean, they have my grandma Mm -hmm. and stuff, so they kind of already have like a little family thing all the time. But they said, we're just going to pick up some KFC. And I thought, and we had just talked about KFC. And I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to go do too. I'm going to go grab myself some KFC and have that as my Thanksgiving dinner. That's awesome. I love that. So anyway, we are going back to San Diego. And I think when we left off, we just got off the Scottish Thistle. Yeah. And I did a little research on the Scottish Thistle when I was putting our YouTube video together. And I found like a picture of like the layout of the Scottish Thistle. I'll throw that up on Patreon if I haven't already. And then I found a video on YouTube and I put it on our clips playlist on our YouTube channel, our Girls Next Level YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. And it's a video of a guy showing you where the Scottish Thistle caboose is now, which now they're like gutting it and remodeling it. But he's so funny the guy that gives the tour because he keeps talking about Hef and the girls next door and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so funny. It's really cute. It is and cute. it makes me want to like once they redo it, like I want to go and, and go on it again. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see it. It's in Minnesota right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
So where did we leave off? What's next on your notes? One other thing I want to say is I also found the schedule from the San Diego trip. Straight from your door. The tape is still on it. Yeah, it actually is, you guys. Um, And... And on here, it says that we departed the mansion at 945 in the morning for the train station. We were expected to, uh, the train left the train station at 1110. Uh, we were supposed to arrive in San Diego at 140. Trains are never on time, though, so we were probably running late. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says we were supposed to do a cookout at Kendra's mom's house. Um, wasn't really a cookout, but it was more just yeah. having lunch. Mm-hmm. And then there was no time given, but just to follow a tour of San Diego and Kendra's high school. We didn't go to the high school, though, did we? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah. And then after that, we were going to do the Whaley Haunted House, which we did uh-huh. do. They don't show it on the show, but it is in deleted scenes. That was one of my favorite parts of the trip. And I was so bummed they didn't show it in the show. It was so fun. And then um, it doesn't have it on here. Maybe we did this instead of Kendra's High School, but we also went to the Hotel Del Coronado. And then um, we went to Junior Sales Restaurant. That was good, too. And then at 8.20 p.m., our train was going to depart. And at 10.50, we would... Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to skylightframe.com slash level. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash level. So yeah, the next scene is um, Patty and Mary are sitting in the living room and Patty says, it sounds like a bus. And then then it cuts to the bus and Mary looks out and says, are you kidding me? And she says, this should bring all the neighbors out because we come in this big limo bus. And when we get to Kendra's neighborhood, I feel like it's nice. I feel like it is too. And I made a joke about that and I was trying to compliment like Patty and her place and stuff like that. But Kendra freaked out when we screened this episode. Do you remember that? I remember her getting mad. Yeah. And I feel bad if it like upset her or made her mad, but it wasn't meant that way at all. It was just supposed to be like teasing. Like she started freaking out. She's like, I never say that. But then one of the older playmates chimed in and was like, you do too. You do too. You always say that because that was always how she was trying to act yeah and I thought the complex that she lived in was really nice it was like condos I think yeah or townhouses I don't know how you describe them it was two stories Mm -hmm. like two bedrooms Uh, it had a garage yeah like her grandparents had a garage right next door and lived in the one next door to it Mm -hmm. like I thought everything was well manicured and nice and I'm just like it was very homey and quaint Yeah, and I thought it was just very typical, like, middle class, like, could have been Lodi. Like, it's just just very normal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, poverty. It wasn't upper class. It was just very normal. Yeah. And I thought, this is nothing to be embarrassed about, like we always hear. Like, it's it's nice. Yeah. You know? Like, there was nothing wrong with it. And then you say, you also say, Kendra says, wow, they really cleaned it up since I left. And you're like, girl, I don't know. (laughs) Because how much, I know she got new furniture and stuff like that, but you can't like change the facade of the whole complex. Yeah, totally. This is what it is. Uh Maybe the furniture was a little more shabby and the Uh carpet was a little more dirty, but like it didn't like change so much. Yeah, for sure. I also think that a a lot of people would be so happy to have this living arrangement. Like that, that I always think of that, like that one time the page 
six article like wrote about the house I was renting like it was bad. I was like, what is wrong with people? Like there's so many families who would be like so relieved and so happy to have a big house with a pool and a decent neighborhood. Like And like having your grandparents right next door, I feel yeah. like is so amazing for your upbringing and mm-hmm. um, or sh- should have been. I yeah. feel like I just I feel like this is an ideal situation and, and nice. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm almost surprised that they didn't just rent a totally different house for this because of all the changes that they're making. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like they're embarrassed of it and that they I almost feel like that probably was discussed that possibility. Yeah, I've heard people have done that for MTV Cribs. <gasps> like they fully would be like, oh, come to my house. And then the crew, I heard this from a crew member on MTV Cribs. I'm not going to say who the person was, but they went to go do Cribs at this one lady's place. But like she didn't know where anything was. Like she didn't know where the control panels were. Like like it was obvious it wasn't her house. It was obvious she like Airbnb it or something like that. Wow. So Before funny. Airbnb. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. It was. Oh, it was, oh the new one. Mm-hmm. It was wow. a newer one. It was like after. So uh, Kendra hugs her mom and Holly hugs Patty and gives her the hostess gift. And they skip over me like hugging and they go straight to Hef, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that it means anything or not. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. They show Kendra. Oh, obviously, they show you. But then they skip me and then they show Hef. And I'm like, OK, well. Would it take that much longer to show me giving a hug too? Or? I bet the only reason they showed me was because I handed her the champagne or they would have skipped over me too. Maybe. I mean, I don't take it too personally, yeah. but rewatching these now, I'm like, wait, why? Now we look at every little thing because yeah. every edit is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cameras follow Kendra upstairs and we come to a door with all these stickers all over it. And Kendra says, this used to be my room right here. And then they have the prom picture with her and her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, that's who I dumped. Okay, this is troubling. I, I'm really bothered. And this is the theme of the whole episode. For me, I'm really bothered by the age thing in this episode. Like, obviously, we all have a really uncomfortable age gap with Hef. But it's just like cutting it so close. Like, Kendra shows Hef her prom picture, prom, and says, this is the guy I dumped to be with you. So she must have been with that same guy for several years because she was 19 when she came to the mansion. So she must have been with him for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, didn't she say that they were living together and yeah, like, they didn't were, get married? Yeah, they were living together. But I'm only just now like I just never really thought about it before was like, oh, she was still with him when she was in high school, too. Yeah. It's just like it grosses me out. Not on her, on Hef. You yeah. know what I mean? And then it cuts down to Patty and Mary downstairs and they're all nervous. Oh, they're going into Colin's room. But this is also kind of the pattern of this whole episode. Everything is like juxtaposition of what Patty and Mary are doing versus what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like they keep having to cut back. Even when we're on our way there, they keep having to cut back to Patty to get her reaction or what's happening Mm -hmm. back at the house. And it's so crazy to me because I just feel like they don't usually do that unless it's somebody who's actually a star of the show. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah, they're really into it. And I wonder when that connection was made where Kevin said, oh, I really like Patty as a character. I'm going to give her some time. It must have been when she came up for Hef's birthday earlier that season and really like made herself known there because like the producer, Jen, when she came on, she said, oh, Kendra's family came up for her birthday episode. And I think at first we wanted them, but then we were like, yeah, we don't need them anymore. Like, I don't think they really made an impression then. Yeah. So it must have been Hef's birthday party where Kevin was like, oh, I have a character here. Well, I also think 
think that they kind of uh, really kind of ingrained themselves in our lives. Like I was looking at our scrapbook pictures and they came to Dodgers games with us mm-hmm. and Lakers games with us. And they like came over for all kinds of events at the mansion and and just came up to come up for it. And like I was like, wow, they were really around a lot, a lot more than the show even shows a lot. Like my family was there. I can probably count on one hand over the seven years, honestly. And granted, they live further away, but they also weren't like trying to be up in the mix either. Yeah. So I had my family up as much as I could, but it's a fraction Mm -hmm. of how much Kendra's family was over. Yeah. So um, I think maybe that they she just kind of became part of our life that way Mm -hmm. and then this part i think is really cute they cut back to patty and mary downstairs and patty's pulling out the gift that you gave her and it's a bottle of crystal champagne and patty's looking at it and she says i can't read that and hands it to mary and and she says what does it say and mary's looking at it squinting and trying to read it and she says oh it's champagne crystal champagne (laughs) so cute Oh, and back to the the boyfriend stuff. Hef says, well, thank you for dumping him for me and gives her a big kiss. I feel like that's even weird, too. And I don't mean it as a judgment on Kendra, because I probably would have done the same thing in her situation. But it's weird, too, because it's you're seeing the prom picture. So that's pointing out how uncomfortably young she is and how weird all of this age gap relationship is but also like she dumped him the minute have said boo you know what i mean like maybe it was one of those things where she was already over the relationship and had one foot out the door maybe that's not that unusual but like she never explained it to me that way it sounded like she was very much in a committed relationship interesting with intentions for the future but then this happened and it was a better opportunity yeah i don't know that for a Mm -hmm. fact i just that's the way she kind of when she would she told me about him that's the kind of the way i felt her telling the story felt to me yeah well they lived together and had two dogs together Mm -hmm. but do you think it's weird that that prom picture was even still up it's colin's room now why would he have a picture of kendra and her ex-boyfriend from prom up because that's been several years. Yeah. Now. I feel like it's weird that that would still be hanging in there. Do you think they did that for the show? Maybe. Like maybe the producers were down there and like, oh, what can we plant that's like slightly awkward? Yeah. Do you have e- any pictures of Kendra with an ex-boyfriend or something that maybe Hef can see? Yeah. Either that or either like Patty just isn't focused on like what's in her house really and doesn't care. Maybe. But you're right. If that was Colin's room, why I just would feel like he Colin have that? Colin doesn't up? want that yeah. up in his room. Yeah, that's interesting. And clearly, the room had been changed around because she said, "Oh, I used to have a little bed over here, and now it was like a big, like queen size bed in there." So, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Maybe changed. that was planted. I almost think it was. Yeah, it makes more sense. It's very weird. And then in an interview, I say it was cool to meet the rest of Kendra's family. We had never met her grandpa, so it was nice to meet him. And like I've said before, I love meeting people's families, but I feel like this little scene it's another awkward one that makes me cringe because i I remember cringing at the time yeah in commentary kendra says that her grandpa was very anti the whole hef thing he didn't want to come out and meet hef and eventually he did and it's so awkward to me even watching it back because you're seeing two men who are peers age-wise and like they could sit down and start talking about world war ii together you know (laughs) 
Yeah. And, and even as I'm watching it, even Hef to me seems uncomfortable. Like he kind of looks down like he's not he he takes his hand. He's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Kind of. And yeah. he's like looking down a lot. He's not his usual confident self. Like, I think Hef is very confident about winning mothers over. Like, I think that was always a big thing for him. Like he wanted the moms to approve and mm-hmm. the moms to be infatuated with Playboy and stuff like that. But meeting a grandpa who's the same age as him, I think that was kind of new territory. And I think he was even a little thrown off and hoping like, OK, this guy can exit stage left now, now that I've shaken his hand. Yeah, I think so, too. And Kendra had told me because I'd asked her how come her grandpa never comes up because mm-hmm. her grandma did and her mom did and stuff. And she said, oh, my grandpa is like so anti like all of this. And so the grandpa's he... the same age. So the grandpa's probably like, what mindset would I be in to be fucking a 19 year old? Right. Ew. And so when he did show up and he it just seemed like he was angry to me, too. Like, I feel like I can feel his not okay with all this. I mean, watching it back was very awkward. Yeah. I just feel it. And maybe it's because I knew. Yeah. But I just felt like I could feel it. And I just felt like this whole scene. I felt like it was awkward in the moment. I feel like it's really awkward watching it calm. Becca just texted us. For those of you that don't know, Becca was a producer on the show. Random. She goes, I love the podcast. I'm so proud of you, girls. So funny. That's so cool. Yeah. So she says, Hef, this is my grand pup up. Um, She calls her grandma mum mum. And it's super awkward. And then in an interview, Patty says, I think it's a little strange that Hef is Kendra's grandfather's age. And that's her boyfriend. But once I think that, then I think on the other side, he's a gentleman and you don't find gentlemen anymore. He truly cares about her. And we're seeing Patty brainwash herself in real time. (laughs) And she said, and you don't find that too much anymore. And as she's saying that, I think it shows Hef like blowing a kiss to Kendra sitting in their living room. (laughs) And she says, I mean, I really think that he is a good man. And in scene, and then in the scene, we're all sitting around in the living room, and Patty says, "So tell me about the train ride because it's kind of awkward. We're all just kind of sitting." Yeah, there. can we get back to Patty a little more? Yeah, I just want to say when I'm seeing her try to rationalize the Hef and Kendra relationship, like, "Well, he's a gentleman. How often do you find that anymore?" I mean, to be fair, she is at the layer of the onion that I've talked about before. When you're in Hef's social circle, you get to this certain layer where you do only see his good side, and you mm-hmm. think, "Oh, what a great man," and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can see it happen on camera. She's trying to rationalize how do, how am I making this relationship okay in my head, and I think she's still brainwashed to this day, like. She gets so angry at me for ever saying a word against half. Yeah. It's nuts. It's true. She does. And she's saying like, he's a gentleman. And I know what people mean by that because he acts like a gentleman. He carries himself that way. But are you really a gentleman if you insist on dating more than one woman at a time and like not respecting their feelings and like telling them when they've gained weight, which maybe Patty doesn't know that part. But yeah, well, Patty makes it very clear in this episode that she would want to be a girlfriend. Oh, and it's not the only time she makes that comment. Like, I believe it. Well, she's not joking. Yeah, I don't think she is either. No, because she doesn't say just kidding or yeah, or like she says it very serious. Mm -hmm. And then it starts getting creepy. Oh, 100%. So how does it even... I forget how it even starts. Like who... This is why I think it's set up. Yeah, because okay. Because it starts like this. Hef says, I want to see some tape of Kendra as a kid. Which that seems random and out of the blue. Yeah. Like, first of all, how do you know she even has tape of her from a kid? I don't at all. My parents were very, like, not into technology at all. Like, I not 
any videotape of me as a kid exists. And I didn't have any as a little kid, but mm-hmm. then once my mom met my stepdad and then she got pregnant with my sister, they invested it in a video camera. So there might be some from me like 12 on or yeah. something like that. But if Hef just showed up at our house and was like, I want to see pictures or video of Bridget as a kid, we would be scrambling to find, like we would have to dig through all kinds of tapes and yeah. like be fast forwarding to find where, where's Bridget as a kid. Like, it wouldn't just be like cute and all ready to yeah, go. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Especially since you're kind of get, getting the impression, and I don't mean this as insulting, but you're kind of getting the impression that I don't think keeping the house in order is Patty's priority in life. She says it's. Not. I don't think she's probably a super organized person that just has like the highlight reel of Kendra's life on the ready. Right. And like, how creepy does it even sound when Hef sits down? He's like, I want to see tape of Kendra as a kid. Like, even just hearing that back makes me cringe. See, so I felt a couple different ways about it, but we'll get into it as we go. And Patty says, oh, you do? Like, and he says, yeah. And Kendra looks shocked and says, what? And she doesn't even think these should be like ready and out there. And she's like, wait, where'd you find that? Yeah, I don't think Kendra's in on it, but I think Patty is. And I think Hef is. Mm -hmm. And I think Kevin is. Yeah. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but it just seems weird to me. No, I think it's a great point. I never thought of that before. But when you pointed that out to me, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And I think one of the reasons that they did it is because what are we going to do other than yeah we can't just sit around we need an activity Mm -hmm. so what is that activity going to be yeah i know let's see kid photos or like if if they didn't have video it probably would have been going through old photo albums Mm -hmm. or something or a box full of photos of kendra as a kid or something like that but i just definitely think this was all a setup patty opens up a cupboard and kendra looks nervous and says oh my god and then the tv shows a young Kendra and Hef's reading the screen where it's date stamped on there 1995 and he says 11 years ago which even that is so gross like if this isn't sinking into him yet that this relationship is uncomfortable the fact that she looks like she's maybe like 10 and he's like oh 11 years ago and he was already an old fucking man 11 years ago and here's this 10 year old on screen that doesn't look that different from the 20 year old who's sitting in the room with us it's just like ick. Yeah. And Hef says she hasn't changed mu- that much at all. Which is another laughing. thing that's so gross. Uncomfortable laughing because it's like, um, you're looking at a video because she's even younger in the birthday video. She looks like she's like six or I don't know, like how old? I don't know. I was going to say seven or eight, but like younger. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you haven't even changed a bit. And I'm like, gross. Yeah. And then in an interview, I say Kendra looked almost exactly the same and acts almost exactly the same. I say it was almost like watching a modern day video of her. Yeah. And Kendra in her interview was like, he's probably watching that video. And it's like, nothing's changed. And I'm like, ew, ew, ew. Yeah. She's, yeah. She says that herself. And then they show a video of her playing softball. And in an interview, Kendra says she used to love getting dirty, down and dirty. I used to be a boy. I used to love getting hurt and not having to care about a shoot the next day. She says, you know, I miss that about like having a shoot the next, not having to worry about having a shoot the next day. But like she had so much free time at the mansion. You don't have to worry about having a shoot the next day every day. A hundred percent. I feel like being at the mansion, other than like the sexual stuff where we were expected to be very adult, it's the most infantilized lifestyle. And she still could get 
down and dirty yeah. in her sports and not care about it because that would have been just part of the show. Yeah. If she would have scuffed her knee throwing hoops at the tennis court. Yeah. That would have been part of the show. Yeah. She would have broke her arm. That would have been part of the it show. It would have been funny. How are we posing to cover this? You know? Totally. So there was no reason why she couldn't still do that other than she put that restriction on herself. Kendra says, I think Hef loved watching the home video. I think that was the highlight of the whole trip. Ugh. That made me feel really special that Hef was so into them. So into them. And Kendra says, I'm really excited that he saw that and saw my little kid side. And he's probably thinking, hmm, nothing's really changed. Ew, like, are we? See, that's the thing is I know Kendra doesn't mean this in a gross way, right? She's probably just regurgitating lines they fed her. But is no one like hearing what this sounds like? Right. Ew. And it shows Hef watching like very enthusiastically. And then in interview, you say Hef really liked the home videos. And then there's a Franken bite. And Can you says, even tell what I'm saying? I think he wants to take them. Okay, that was so weird. And it's proof that when I talk about being uncomfortable in this scene and me thinking it was creepy that Hef was as into these kid videos as he was and that he takes the videos, this is not a hindsight thing. This is, I was very uncomfortable as it was happening. I this remember. is one of those moments where you're in a relationship and your partner is showing a side to them that you're like, please don't be like that like can they stop what am i seeing here like it's very alarming so i was super grossed out at the time but again like i said in our last podcast episode i'm trying so hard to be positive in this episode trying to smile in all my interviews they're asking me to talk about how much hef loved the home videos and all i will say is i think yeah i think hef really liked the home videos that's all i'm going to say i'm not going to go into it more than that because it makes me so uncomfortable but they're determined for me to say something else so the next thing you hear here is the worst Frankenbite that's so mumbled and so bad you can't even tell what I'm saying, but it's supposed to sound like he wanted to take them, mm -hmm. but they can't even convince me to say that. So right. they have to jumble together the worst Frankenbite you'll ever fucking hear. And I had mixed feelings and I feel like I was teetering back and forth even at the time and definitely after when you voiced uh -huh. your concerns to me and definitely now watching back. Yeah. But like part of me is like, oh no, it's just funny sharing like old home videos like, mm -hmm. what if I showed Nick now, like old home videos yeah. of me as a kid? Would I think it was creepy and weird? I kind of don't. And I think it's more just embarrassing. I think they were just trying to embarrass yeah. her. So I kind of go back and forth. Is this creepy and weird? Or is this just funny and trying to embarrass Kendra? And that's like, they think that's funny. Well, I think it could be cute in a normal, in a normal relationship. Like, but because Hef is who he is, and there's already a really uncomfortable age gap, yeah. and he's acting so pervious about it right. it just starts to set off alarm bells left and right and then he's doing this weird thing later when he tries to take it and he like kind of shoves it creepily into his blazer and he he looks like he's a flasher in a trench coat who's about to go to a schoolyard and just first of all it grossed me out that there might even be the possibility that he's too into those videos that's why I was so grossed out yeah. and alarmed in the moment but I was also grossed out and alarmed on a different level like it's just one of those things that gives you the ick about your person the fact that he was so unaware that he looked creepy because let's give him the benefit of the doubt and pretend there's nothing creepy about it let's pretend he was just looking at it like oh how funny Kendra's cute as a kid like let's pretend it's all innocent he 
still looked like a fucking creep. And I could tell that even before the edit that he looked like a creep in the moment and the way he would like steal the tape and like slide it surreptitiously and make a big show out of putting it in his blazer. He looks so creepy. And the fact that he had zero self-awareness about how creepy he looked was a giant turnoff to me. I was so grossed out. I was so embarrassed when they're asking me about it later in the interview. I don't even want to talk about it. I give them the bare minimum because I'm praying they just don't play into it as much as I know they're going to. And then he's the last person to make a cut on it, too. And he still doesn't see still it thinks watching it's the cute show. And funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, you're alarming right now. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to bring up this too. Kendra's in the kitchen with her mom and grandma and they're whispering mm-hmm. and she says he really likes those videos and she, and and she's like where did you get it? He wants to like take it like they're whispering mm-hmm. about this and they seem Kendra seems a little panicky about yeah. it. And I don't know I don't know what that's coming from on her. If she feels yeah. that's pervy or if she doesn't want him to have it because um, she thinks he's going to embarrass her with it or put or it's going to be on the show or whatever. I don't know. But like she even asked her mom, like, where did you get that? Yeah, it was so odd how it's just at the ready. Yeah. And then and then Patty just says, oh, he can take it because I think he can take it because this was made for this episode. Like, I think. Yeah. Like Kevin's people came down and like grabbed all their tapes, went through, did an edit, put together a highlight reel that would be super easy and convenient for everybody to show. Because also we know we're down there with Hef on limited time. Mm -hmm. So they have to have that footage for him to react to ready. They're not going to sit there while Patty fast forwards through an hour of video, you know? Right, right. And goes through 10 different tapes to find a few different clips. Oh, nope, that's not one. That's where I recorded Jeopardy or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, it shows him hiding it under his jacket and sneaking off with it. And, and he says, I have the goods on her now. And Which again, is so gross when you take a videotape and you're like, I've got the goods on her now. It's so revenge porny. So you could take it that way, but I also took I it I know as, he didn't mean it that way. I know he thinks he's just being funny. Yeah. But just his lack of awareness on this gave me the ick in the worst possible way at the time and now. Yeah. And I know we already discussed it, but I put in my um in my notes right here. Pause for a second creepy and predatory or sweet and loving or Kevin staging a scene? (laughs) I think a little bit of all three, three. but I'm leaning heavily toward the creepy and pervy. Yeah. I mean, that's what I take away from it. I still to this day, I'm like, ugh. So then Patty says, are you hungry? In an interview, I say Kendra's mom definitely did her research on Hef's favorite things. She had fried chicken and hard boiled eggs. I'm hungry, even though those ham sandwiches look like vaginas. Ew. All that food looked so good. Speaking of hungry, think about what you want for lunch because I'm ordering Postmates as soon as we're done with this episode. Oh, really? Or we might even take a break. So think about what you want. (laughs) Kentucky Fried Chicken because it looks so good in this episode. (laughs) Should we? Is there anything healthy from Kentucky Fried Chicken? Because I've been eating like shit the past couple weeks. I doubt it. Yeah, because I had to like, you know, I was driving back and forth because Forrest had a broken arm and he was at his dad's house. So I've been just on rotation from grabbing stuff at my house to their dad's house to the hospital. And I've just been eating like shit because you don't have time to like stop for healthy stuff. Yeah. Oh, but that's kind of fun. Not the situation, but yeah, the junk food. Excuse to eat (laughs) random stuff. Um. 
And then I was confused because there was like another girl all of a sudden standing there. And I was yeah. like, I took a picture of it in the moment because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, who is this? Because I didn't even remember that some of Kendra's friends came by and they don't bother to introduce until later in the episode. Yeah. But all of a sudden there's just like this random girl standing there. And I'm like, wait, who is this person? Mm-hmm. In interview, you say uh, lunch was awesome. She had everything we liked, everything Hef likes. She just put so much effort into having this over. And I know how much pressure that is to try and please Hef because he is so picky. I could tell Patty did her research. Smart lady. And then Patty says something about the strawberry cake and the smell covering up the smell of the cat box. Ew. Ew is right. Somebody asked me when I asked for questions on this episode if their house smelled like cats. I don't remember it smelling bad or anything. But hearing somebody say that the food smell is covering up the cat box smell, I'm like, ah. I know. (laughs) And I have cats and I'm still grossed out by that. Yeah. Like, I don't remember Patty even having cats up until this point. Yeah, me either. Like, I totally forgot that she had cats. I think they hid. I think, I mean, cats are really good at that, but I'm like... This is so weird. And we say how good the cake was. And Hef was saying everything was delicious. And Patty said, oh, good. I did my homework. And then all of a sudden, Colin walks in with a group of friends. Oh, my God. So many people, they barely fit in the door. And they're playing like this cheesy, like gangster music when they walk in. Okay, but I want to ask you about that because they're all wearing red. Somebody asked me about that in the questions, too. And I have no idea what that means or how serious it is. Yeah. I'm like, is but, this like a school colors or is this? I don't like think it was school colors. A thing? Or is this like coincidence or like, I don't know what's going on here. And I don't even think I noticed it at the time. Yeah. I don't even think I people notice it watching it and they're like, oh, are they in a gang? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. But also sometimes high school kids try to act like they are. So I don't know. I could go either way. Yeah, I have no idea. And honestly, I did not notice it until we I rewatched it for this. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know. I just did not notice it. But there were so many people. And Hef is saying hi to everybody as they walk in. And Patty looks straight overwhelmed yeah. as they're all walking in. <laughs> Kendra says that nobody knew that he was going to be bringing all of those people. And Patty says, we've got the whole school here. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Kendra says she thinks her brother loves that she lives at the mansion and that he's definitely more popular in school now, getting all the girls. But I believe that's probably true. I know Anastasia mentioned that, too, like people in high school. like Yeah, probably. I remember this day with Colin's friends. It was the first day I saw one of those bathing ape hoodies that like zip up through the hood. I love those. They're so funny. They were so cool. But before we leave, somebody like stopped by and like gave us all chargers hats. And then a neighbor came over and they had a cute little chihuahua that looked like Duke. Yes. I called him a Duke alike. And they don't show any of that either. But then they Mm -hmm. just show me and then later you randomly wearing these chargers. Yeah, we just randomly have hats on the blue. And it's like, where did these come from? And they were like custom made, like spray painted, Mm -hmm. like with our names and stuff on them. Like they were cool. And then after lunch, we go out to go sightseeing. And this is where they bring Kendra's friends along. And then they finally introduce them. Jenny, Brittany, and Gino. And it shows a lot of the familiar San Diego sites. And if you've ever been to San Diego, you'll know the gas lamp district, the trolley, old town. And it says birthplace of California sign. So crazy. Which Did you realize San Diego is the birthplace of San Diego? I didn't. I mean, <laughs> did you realize that San Diego was the birthplace of California? 
Not really, but I'm always shocked every time I see, like, you know, they have that lost city of Los Angeles seal and they're like established 1780. I always forget that the city was established that long ago because it yeah. was through like the mission system, I guess. Right. But you, when you always think about the way they teach you about this country in school, you think about like the late 1700s as the Revolutionary War and we didn't come here till way later. Over on the East Coast. Yeah, but yeah, there so were like all the here. Spanish missions and of course people there before that. Right. It's crazy. Right. It's, yeah. Did you have to do like the mission project in school? Yes. Because that's like a California thing. I didn't grow up here, so I didn't know. But you have to make like paper mache missions. Oh, yeah. That's certain... so fun. Like you make your own. Mi- like, oh, I, f- I don't I didn't realize people didn't have to do this. No, it's only a California thing. Like this was not a thing it, for me growing up. Oh, yeah. So we each have at, at a certain year in school, we have to make a mission. So you, yeah, add a paper mache or whatever, like little figurines mm-hmm. Like you make all of these things and you make one like a diorama type thing only it's like three-dimensional like yeah thing like it's a thing yeah (laughs) and we go and visit them in school like we go to a mission oh that's fun and then we're passing by we're on the bus and there must have been something on that limo bus that said it was playboy or something because people are reacting to the bus going by or otherwise i don't know Mm. how they know but like there's a girl like at a restaurant and she's holding up her playboy jacket and waving yeah. it around as we go by and i'm like i bet they put know? one of those magnetic bunnies outside because i feel like they tried to do that on every limo they could with us yeah because i don't know how else she would have known because that was i was like wait and then when we're going down there kendra says welcome to old town even though it's new what does that mean like new to us I don't know. I was going to ask you what that means, too. Because <laughs> I have no idea. Does she mean that it wasn't really an old town? Like they built it to look like an old town? I don't know. But Old Town San Diego, if you guys haven't been, it's so cute. It's really cool. Yeah. And so many people, as we pass by, are taking pictures on flip phones, which is taking me right back in time. And it's making me wonder, what did those pictures even turn out like? Crap. Like I bet they were so blurry and you couldn't even tell who was in the picture. Yeah. Um, we get out and we walk around Old Town a little bit and it shows us sort of walking around, but that's because we went to the Whaley house here. Which that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. When I think back, I think of like the, like it was fun going to um Kendra's house and Patty was a good hostess and everything, but my favorite parts were the Whaley house and eating at Seau's was fun too. Cause Kendra's mm-hmm. mom and her grandma came to that and it was really fun. And that's not even part of the show. And and I'm like, wait, why did we have to eat again? Because we just ate at Patty's. I think it was all day. Like, sales was dinner and Patty's was lunch. Yeah, but we didn't even get to Patty's until after two. We're struggling. Like pushing three. And then we had to be back on the... the. I think we did it as like a favor type of thing. I, I think eating at Patty's too was like, okay, we're going to eat, but we're not going to really eat. Yeah, because we had food all the way down on the train it was something and then eating at patty yeah another thing to do and like i think it was more like the show wanting to see patty struggle with homemaking and i think stuff. you're right yeah. because we did have a train car full of food that mm-hmm. they catered for us yeah. on the way there and then we did have dinner reservations at this other restaurant later so it wasn't really so much about eating but we had to have something to do there yeah for sure and i think they loved watching patty struggle with it yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, I mentioned it earlier, but we did the Whaley House. So this is this was given to us from the Whaley House, and this is Ghosts and Legends of the Whaley House. Few houses in San Diego are as historically important as the Whaley House. In addition to being the Whaley family home, it housed the County Courthouse, San Diego's first commercial theater, various businesses, including Thomas Whaley's own general store, a ballroom, a billiard hall, school, a polling place, Jeez. Significant significant events such as the seizure of the court documents and records in 1871 and the suicide of Violet Whaley in 1885 profoundly affected Thomas and Anna Whaley. These events, as well as the hangings which occurred on the property before the house was constructed, have suffused the Whaley house with an air of mystery and added to its reputation as something more than just California State Historical Landmark number 65. According to the Travel Channel's America's Most Haunted. Do you remember that show? I loved it. When was it on? I don't know, but I feel like a long time ago, like back when we were first at the mansion. Oh, I think I missed that era of TV entirely. (laughs) The house is the number one most haunted house in the United States. Didn't Regis Philbin try to stay the night there on TV a long time ago and he couldn't make it through? (gasps) I don't know. I think this was like old black and white footage from when like Regis Philbin was young. It was him and somebody else were trying to do like, I think a live broadcast of staying the night at the Whaley house and he couldn't make it through the night. He had to leave. That is so now that makes me want to try and stay the night there. Yeah, we should do it. That would be so cool. I mean, I don't think they let people, but I do remember when we went and visited, I brought it up that I would love to like try and mm-hmm. like do an investigation overnight and they invited us to. I don't know if it's still the same people, but Ooh, that'd be nice. You know what? Somebody wrote under my um picture from last week's podcast episode, which was also about San Diego. They go, no shade because I love you both. But when I watched the episode, I thought, what the hell is Holly wearing? And then on the pod, you said it's one of your favorite outfits. And if you're seeing the video on our Patreon or YouTube, I'm wearing the outfit again today. It's still one of my favorite favorites it is though you know what What the hell are you wearing i wear it as a dress but it is like a swimsuit cover-up anyway back to ghost stories okay the next one is the specter of anna whaley has also been reported usually in the downstairs rooms or in the garden in 1964 mrs whaley floating drifting spirits appeared to oh television personality regis philbin (laughs) all of a sudden i noticed something on the wall philbin reported there was something filmy white it looked like an apparition of some kind i got so excited i couldn't restrain myself i flipped on the flashlight and nothing was there but a portrait of anna whaley the long dead mistress of the house crazy another presence reported by visitors and docents is that of a young girl who is usually found in the dining room sybil leak encountered this spirit during a visit in the 1960s it was a long-haired girl urban legend has it that this is the ghost of a playmate of the whaley children who accidentally broke her neck oh i thought you meant like a playmate (laughs) oh wait worlds are colliding (laughs) no this is the ghost of a playmate of the whaley children who accidentally broke her neck on a low-hanging clothesline in the backyard and whose name was either Annabelle or Carrie Washburn. The Whaley's house stands silently watching over San Diego Avenue as it has done for a century and a half. Everyday visitors come from around the world to tour the historic museum. It contains so much history within the walls that even the non-believer will enjoy the tour. As Regis Philbin once said, you know a lot of people poo-poo it because they can't see it, but there was something going on in that house. So creepy. And when we went, you can see it in the deleted scenes. There was this woman dressed in black who I thought was like a mannequin or a statue because she was holding perfectly still. And then she like jumped out of nowhere and it was so 
scary. I was terrified. I screamed. It was so scary and it was so funny. She was wearing like a black veil over her face and there's something so scary to me about like a silent figure in like a big black dress with like a black drape over their face. It reminded me of that time. Remember when the recruiter wanted us all, including Hef, to go to the sunset room to like see some DJ play and they had these two people dressed in like big black ball gowns standing up on these columns and they had like these black mask and drapes over their face and they were in these weird creepy poses and they were just so and they just stood still the whole time and there was something so creepy and eerie about it yes i do remember another thing they don't show here is that we went to hotel del coronado we didn't like we weren't allowed to film Uh let us film there but we did go there yeah kendra's talking about how there's so many people in old town trying to take pictures and wanting autographs and it made her feel really good she's like the pimp of san diego (laughs) and then in the next scene we get off the bus we're back at the train tracks getting back on the train kendra says bringing hef home was the best experience she's ever had in her entire life she says i've taken boys home before but nothing was as special as this and then it shows Patty on the train with us and saying goodbye and I was kind of confused like why she was on the train with us but I think that maybe they just came to check out the train probably yeah and maybe because Kendra's friends were with us maybe they came to pick them up Mm -hmm. and like take them back home or whatever and in an interview um, you say I think I got some insight into Kendra's life before the mansion and I think it's kind of cute because it's a lot more quaint than she tries to make it out to be (laughs) and Kendra yells out bye bye San Diego and it shows Kendra's grandma saying goodbye and giving her a hug and this scene kind of made me teary-eyed because I just knowing her grandma's gone now yeah I don't know I I know it's like waving goodbye to somebody yeah like it just felt very it felt very much like a goodbye yeah and knowing that she's not with us anymore I like it felt I don't know yeah you're right I felt I really felt the goodbye. I felt the emotion in it. Um, And Kendra says on the way back to L.A., she got kind of sad about it. And it tries to show her crying, but she's (laughs) not crying. And she even says in commentary, I was not crying. They try and make it look like I'm crying. I was not (laughs) crying. Um, She says it feels like it's leaving a part of me. I'm leaving San Diego and I'm leaving my family and my friends, but I'm with Hef. So it's okay. But she's not really leaving them. She's leaving them for the night. But she goes home to visit, as we've said, really regularly. Yeah, they come to visit a lot mm-hmm. and uh patty leans over to say goodbye to hef and he gets up and leans in and she says oh another kiss and he says you betcha and in an interview patty says i'll tell you one thing if hef would increase the age of his girlfriends i would be up there in a heartbeat i can't keep wait i i keep waiting for the phone call kendra's out and you're in and i don't think she was 100 joking no also in patty's interview too they have this framed photo of Kendra behind her and I know what shoot that's from it's from the time we went to the studio and we all shot like headshots and stuff for our CMG websites but it looks funny because it looks like and I know it's not like she was against a white background but it looks like they cut her out and like pasted her on a white paper it's just like a weird looking photo in the background like it's a pretty picture of her but the way it looks like it's cut out weird well it looks like a straight headshot which it is yeah but like an acting headshot or Mm -hmm. something um, so Kendra yells out, hasta luego, San Diego, and it shows our train leaving. I'm waving. Kendra's blowing the whistle again. It shows the city lights at night as we pull away. And we're all sitting inside on the train and have said, well, it was a it was a pretty nice day and you've got a good family. And Kendra says, there's definitely a part of me that wants to stay home and be taken care of and play sports and be a kid again. But I can't rewind my life. I just have to move on and grow up. And... 
I feel like that whole statement is very weird. Oh, I think it's more fed lines. I feel like when I'm watching the San Diego episode, a lot of the vibe I'm getting from Kendra's confessional is she's just repeating lines back that they're giving her. Because I feel like she isn't so sentimental about it, but they want it to be a very sentimental. Yeah. And she goes, I, part of me just wants to go back and be taken care of. But the way she portrayed her childhood, or at least the way she would talk about it, I didn't get the sense she was really like being taken care of more than just the bare minimum you would do for a kid. And she just wants to play sports and be a kid again. But doesn't she have more of an opportunity to do that at the mansion than she would if she were in back in her old life where you obviously would have to be either going to school or mm-hmm. working a job yeah. or what? I mean, I just feel like the whole and then she says, but I can't rewind my life. I just have to move on now and and grow up. In some ways, I can see that being at the mansion might make you have to grow up in definite certain ways but in other ways it's very like we've talked about before infantilizing and she even says at the tail end of this episode like i've 20 i've i'm 20 i have 10 more years to be a kid so that's contradicting i just feel like she's repeating what they're giving her like they want her to say this like sentimental cap off line and it's not really true necessarily yeah And she goes on to say, I can still be a kid inside, but you know, I'm, oh, this is what you just said. I'm still 20. I have 10 more years to be a kid. Fuck growing up. And somewhere along there, also in her interview, she says, I think half is the reason me and my mom have such a good relationship now because, um, and you can tell she kind of glitches and doesn't know what to say after that. And that, and I wrote in my notes, I'm like, did they make her say that? Cause yeah. it just seemed weird. Cause she like started it off and you can tell she kind of glitches about halfway through and like, doesn't know how to qualify that statement. Right. But I think it, I mean, just from an outside observer's perspective, it kind of seemed like that was that way that they were kind of at an impasse and probably got along the best they ever did when she was at the mansion. Like, I know we've talked about that before. Yeah. Because just based on what I've heard, it sounds like they were constantly fighting after and constantly fighting before. Right. So in a way, it kind of might be true. Yeah. And I think it's it's um i don't want to speculate on it but it also makes me wonder like why that is why they got along so well while she was at the mansion but not other times in her life i could speculate maybe it's because patty maybe felt like kendra was headed down the wrong path and when she's at the mansion she's at least like contained and like taken care of financially and patty knows where she is and what she's doing and also patty seemed very much to love like the Mansion lifestyle. Mansion lifestyle and seemed to really want to be part of it as much as she could. So I think that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then in commentary, you say next episode is sleepover. But that was not. It got switched around. Next episode is heavy petting. Yeah. Best and worst. My favorite part. I I did. I prepared this time and I wrote them down. It's opposite day because I'm not prepared. I think it's very, very, very easy for me to say worse though I mean, worst I is just the whole thing with Hef taking the videotape and either either he was being pervy or he wasn't being pervy but he had no self-awareness of how creepy and pervy that looked it was an uncomfortable moment for me in the while it was happening it's uncomfortable for me every time we have to watch it it was uncomfortable for me when I was being asked about it in interview yeah I mean I have to go with that the worst for me too is is cringy about the childhood videos even though part of me thinks it could have been innocent I can't be sure and the fact that it just the fact that it can be taken different ways it should have been avoided yeah and just the fact that he had no self-awareness of how creepy it looks and just and there's so and it's not just one thing it's not just him looking like he's enjoying these videos a little too much it's like him doing the whole like 
sliding it into his opening his coat and like sliding it in. And then there's, there's just like all these like hints and drops throughout the episode that I don't even necessarily think were put there on purpose to emphasize the age gap. It's just that, you know, Kevin and Hef and everybody think Hef's lifestyle is so great. They're ignoring some of these red flags like, oh, Kendra's last boyfriend was also the one who took her to prom. Like that emphasizes how creepy it is. Mm -hmm. Like Kendra's grandpa being the same age as Hef emphasizes how creepy it is. Just, I mean, I'm kind of blanking, but I think even just through the course of this episode, I was talking about how there were so many things all the comments about how she looks exactly the same mm-hmm. or Hef saying oh you were 10 in that video that was only 11 years ago it's just there's so much or even hearkening back to the very beginning of this episode when she has the retro shirt and she goes oh it's from the 70s he goes before you were born like mm-hmm. it's just the cutest thing ever it's just gag there was another time something like this happened in real life that just gagged me as I was walking down the hall, going down toward the office, and Hef was stopped in front of Kendra's room, and she was talking about acne. And he goes, you're you're going through puberty. But he said it like it was the cutest, most appealing thing. And Ooh. I was just like, Bleh! like, get me the fuck out of here. Disgusting. Yeah. Especially like people go through puberty when they're like 11 or 12. Ew. Yeah. So foul. So what can we possibly salvage from this episode as well, best? Well, I actually had a lot of best. Oh, good. Things. You go first. Okay. Then I'll pick the best. I, I have a few of them, so bear with me for a minute. The Scottish Thistle. Oh, that was fun. I'd love to go on that again. I love the Scottish Thistle. I'm sort of sad that they're renovating it because I want it, nostalgia-wise, I want it to look the same. Yeah. But I'm also excited that somebody's loving it and mm-hmm. upkeeping it, and it's still going to be in the works, and I'm dying to go on it again. Yeah. The food at Patty's house. Yum. Like, I want I'm it hungry. right now. I want that whole smorgasbord in front yeah. of me right now. The <laughs> pasta salad, the Philly cheesesteaks, the fried chicken. Yeah. The eggs. The yeah. I want it all. And then I want to say family because, like I said, normally I'm all about family. Uh-huh. And I was all about family at that time. I, I know I've said it already. I'll say it again. I loved her grandmother. I really liked her mom at this time. I was happy to meet her grandpa. But just so many weird things have gone down with Kendra's mom since then and things she said about you mm-hmm. and even used my Instagram to comment yeah. rude things about you and stuff. Like, I don't appreciate that at all. And so that makes it one of not my favorite yeah. things. But to keep it on a positive note, family, food, yeah. and the Scottish thistle. Yeah. I think oh, my... And the Whaley House. Yeah, I was going to say, my favorite thing that ended up on camera was the Whaley House because it was so fun and scary and silly, but that didn't actually end up in the episode. So maybe that doesn't count. But I love that they got us. Like, it's so hard to get me and they got us. Like, we all screamed and backed away from that door. Honestly, this is so fucking shallow. But when I think of that, this episode and think, what's my favorite thing about this episode? Quick. It's my outfit. Oh, I just love this outfit. I love the bright pink. I love pink and green. That's my favorite color combination. And yeah, I have another thing that I kind of like about it too. I like that um, that truck on the rails. Yeah, it's so funny. They caught that moment of it looking like it was like police coming after us. That was a real thing. Felt it was, and that was really scary. And I feel like you may not be able to feel the full anxiety that I had with it, or Kendra had with it at the moment. But you get an idea of why we thought it and and what we were thinking. And I really did have anxiety about it. And yeah. I'm glad that it actually was able to capture that in some way. Yeah, it was so good. I think it's funny. 
Yeah. So that's our trip to San Diego, the second of our hometown episodes. We will be back next week with heavy petting. Yeah. Talking about justice for the dog birthday party. Yes, we will. And I think for our Patreon this week, we're going to do for our slumber party, a Q&A. And those are always fun. So we will see you guys next week. If you want to check out more content, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash girls next level. And we will see you there. Bye, guys. Bye.